So buckle up for this crazy and exciting ride. I'll be talking all things tits, bits, spew and poo. Alright, let's get started. Today's episode is proudly brought to you by Ergo Pouch. If you haven't heard of Australian sleepwear brand Ergo Pouch, they make premium certified organic and natural fibre tog rated sleepwear and sleep solutions. Their Safe Sleep approved range covers ages newborn to 12 years and takes the guesswork out of what to dress a child in for sleep. They have exceptional sustainability credentials, stylish prints and gorgeous products that are ergonomically designed for each age and stage of your mini's development in the first six years. Here at the Midi Society, we love Ergo Pouch because they simplify how to safely dress your child for sleep, which is precisely what all tired parents need. In today's episode, I have the pleasure of speaking with Nath and Kate Stapleton about their journey into parenthood. Nath and Kate's story captured the heart of Australia when it was aired on A Current Affair a few months ago after Nath sustained a severe spinal cord injury on his return to amateur rugby league. Kate was seven months pregnant at the time and Nath was immediately paralysed, unable to breathe for himself and was deprived of oxygen for 16 minutes with an off-duty nurse keeping him alive. Both Kate and Nath share their experience of this and their journey since including discussing the moment Nath was able to be there for the birth of his second son, Angus, and most importantly, Nath shares how despite sustaining an injury that has taken so much from him, he wants his story to be so much more than just that, and rather wants to provide hope for others and show that in times of adversity, it is still possible to find a positive. Nathan and Kate's love and support for one another and their family is truly inspiring and I'm so pleased to welcome them to the show. Here's Kate and Nate and you might even hear baby Angus in the background. Hello everyone and welcome back to Midi the podcast. Today I am joined by incredible duo Kate and Nathan Stapleton. So Kate and Nate, do you want to tell us a little bit about you both? Yeah, um, thanks for having us Mon. Um, do you want to lead it, Nate? Um, yeah, yeah, I should no. have said, who wants to start? <laughs> no, <laughs> you go. No, we're, um, we're basically just two couple. We're high school sweethearts, been together for uh, coming on 16 years. So we've, um, we've uh, evolved in our relationship, which turned into a marriage, which turned into two beautiful boys. And, um, yeah, we're a fairly happy-go-lucky couple and just take everything in our stride and, you know, we've been through a lot um, in the past and recently, obviously. And, um, yeah, so we're um, just adapting to the new life. Yeah, high school sweethearts, love that. And, Kate, do you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, so I'm obviously Nate's wife. We've been together for a hell of a long time. Um, yeah, and now I'm, 
a mum to two incredible little boys, Harry and Angus. Um, and we're just riding this roller coaster. Um, yeah, so you want me to touch on where we're at? No, that's okay. We'll, we'll just do a little intro about you and we can get into more of the nitty gritty later. But I always like to introduce everyone that comes on and your incredible parents and an incredible couple as Australia really has now seen and um, which is amazing and people listening like my audience you probably have heard a little bit about Nath and Kate and we'll get into that soon but Kate do you want to first talk us through I guess your first a little bit of a snapshot about your first pregnancy and birth? Yeah, so snapshot um, I'll keep it brief so Nath and I were running a business. Good luck. I know. (laughs) Good luck because everyone says that. <laughs> I know, it's really hard. Um, yeah, so Nathan and I were running a business in remote Northern Territory um, when I fell pregnant. Um, the, our closest hospital was Tennant Creek, which is two and a half hours from where we were living. So, yeah, care was remote. Everything was distanced. Um, I had a fantastic pregnancy. I was really lucky. Um and then, yeah, we had to travel eight hours down to Alice Springs to have Harry, which was an absolute crazy experience. Um, but it was, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I think my birth was completely traumatic. I had PTSD and didn't want to do it round two, but I think that's pretty common mm-hmm. for um, a first birth. Um, but overall, we had a beautifully healthy big boy. And then yeah, we went to, yeah, he was kilos yeah oh my goodness yeah yeah big big boy um yeah so then we went back to living um in our remote area um with harry as a newborn which was probably the biggest challenge (laughs) um i think any um couple understand bringing a newborn home you what you have in your mind of what the reality is are two completely different things and it did um yeah yeah, it was a reality check, to say the least. Yeah. Books don't cover yeah. the reality <laughs> No, I think I've said many times on this potty before, it's very much like a deer in the headlight leaving oh. the hospital, like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine, and then you leave and you're like, uh, what the heck is going on? I was so naive. I thought it was going to be so much easier than what it was. <laughs> I really thought it would be yeah. pros just instantly. Um, and I just thought Harry, and still to this day, I thought Harry would do what we would want him to do, and he doesn't. No. He's complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Well, Harry is absolutely gorgeous, as I've seen photos yeah. of him. Nate, how did you find um, that whole like labour and birth? Not that um, you did it yourself, but how <laughs> was it being, <laughs> no, being there? Obviously, you know, you came down the hard yucca and everything there, and I'd have done my best to to support her through it and um, I've always wanted to be a, a hands-on dad and you know, I love being a dad yeah. so um, I actually helped um, with the birth I helped um, yeah, help Harry out um, which was which is a surreal feeling because like um, what the midwives do is, is incredible and to have that life in your in your hands from the very first mm-hmm. second it was uh, yeah, it was it was uh, breathtaking basically I was I was um yeah i was so proud um you know obviously seeing my little boy in my hands and and how how well kate did like she was amazing through it and um yeah it was just 
the whole experience overall was um it was it was unreal yeah amazing that is so incredible Nathan what a special special memory and moment to be a part of I'm so sure yeah something I won't ever forget and the question is did you wear gloves or did you not wear gloves um no I didn't actually <laughs> should have I don't know I've never been asked that before. I just sort of got in there and that was sort of good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. You're very game. I um, always have my gloves on when someone's about to give birth because yeah. we know Fair there's enough. babies yeah, there. Right. <laughs> Maybe I'm the odd one. I mean, it's different because you're – you're his dad, so I, I'll I'll let it slide. It's fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then moving forward, um, you know, Harry's just turned two now, I saw, yeah. and you've welcomed another beautiful little boy into the world. Some yeah. things have – life has certainly changed and it changed very suddenly for you guys and yeah. that's why lots of people now know your story and it's an absolutely – incredible story and I just said before we pressed record on this that I I had woken up from night shift and I was delirious I think I'd slept for like two hours and someone had sent me your video from a current affair and I watched it and I was just in tears the entire time because it was just it really touched me and it's touched a lot of people but it touched me for a different reason which I said to you guys just before that um, six years ago, my beautiful big sister, Beck, she suffered from a stroke and it was a really, really scary moment for me and my family with the unknown, the unknown. And it happened very suddenly. I was over in Western Australia playing touch footy <laughs> and um, I got a phone call that I had to come back and get on a plane. And I remember my sister called me and was like, you've got to come back now. Like, Beck's not well. And I thought she was going to tell me that my dog was sick and something was something <laughs> was wrong, but that that wasn't the case. And I was over there for uni games, so I was ready to go and party. But I jumped on the plane and I really – I got on that plane not knowing if I was going to land with my sister being alive or whether or not she was going to be dead. And that was such – a whirlwind of events for me and my family and I think listening to your story a lot of those feelings really resonated with me that you guys have gone through um so Nath or Kate do you want to explain to everyone a little bit what has occurred you go Nath. um well obviously I can't speak for the actual um the events after my accident because obviously obviously I was um, and on so many on, on so many drugs, and I was I was out to it. So like mm. I didn't I didn't really know the full extent. Um, but leading up to it, everything was just like a normal day. Like I was just well, I got in the Ute with um, Kate's brother, and we well, we were excited. It was a bit of a road trip. It's a bit of a bit of a trek where we we're going to play, and it was um, yeah business as usual. And then yeah, sort of going to the game and then um, basically the the last thing I remember was, um, yeah, Kate's brother um, on all fours and yeah, on, on, on the ground. Do you want me to go? 
Um, so yeah, um, after Nathan was tackled badly, um, that's the last thing Nathan remembers was my brother beside him. Um, and at that point, that was just before Nathan um, lost consciousness. Um, and that's when, yeah, everyone realised the, well, actually not everyone, uh, an incredible nurse on the um, at the game realised the severity of the tackle and, yeah, she intervened and um, she was the one that ultimately saved Nate's life after, um, yeah, Nathan obviously had broken his neck, um, which damaged his spinal cord, which immediately paralysed him and as well, um, um, with the paralysis, he lost his breathing. Um, and yeah. Are you good? Yeah. And <laughs> we um, – and, Nath, I don't think I mentioned, but you previously were a quite successful rugby player back in the day. And, you know, you this was your first time returning to amateur rugby and Kate – I, you weren't there at the moment of that no. accident. Um, can you explain a little bit what happened when you got a phone call explaining that Nath had been injured? I'm sure you were probably thinking, oh, my goodness, not again. Back to oh. rugby and he's injured again. Without a doubt because um, Nath was in two minds about playing uh, as he finished his footy career because he had four knee reconstructions on one knee. And so this was just a one-off game. Um, he wanted to play with my brother um, to tick that box, um, but ultimately he was not going to play anymore because he was worried about his knee. And so when my sister-in-law yeah. came down and said that Nathan had been injured, I was like, oh, my goodness, this knee, I swear to God. Um, mm. But she's like, no, it's a lot more serious than his knee. Um, and that's when I called my brother um, and, yeah, he waited on the line for me. Mm. Did you comprehend at that point, Kate, the severity of the injury? No. Did you understand what Nath's con condition was? No. Um, I knew it was a bad tackle. I knew the fact that he was having to be resuscitated for so long. But at that point, like, um, I didn't know the details. Like, I didn't know that Nath had been lost for 16 minutes. Like, I didn't know any of the details. I just knew that Nathan was tackled badly. He needed to be resuscitated and he was going to get airlifted somewhere. I didn't know where he was going. I just knew he was getting airlifted. And so I knew it was serious, but not to this severity. Mm. I don't think anyone could ever expect or imagine that it's going to be to this severity. No, and you never do <laughs> expect no. that to happen either. And your body... Speaking from my experience, your body naturally just goes into this fight or flight mode where you actually can't comprehend what is going on, but you know it's not good, but you're gonna be you gotta get there, but it's everything's gonna be fine. Like that's what 100%. that's what your body goes through. And yeah, it's a really it's a real it's a real weird feeling to describe because you're in so much shock and your body actually goes quite numb that you you just got to get to the next point. And then when you get yeah. to that point, you get to the next point after that. Yeah. And I'm sure for a while, Kate and Nate, that's sort of been your journey. Once, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I don't think I actually left that situation yeah. yet. But, um, yeah, no, particularly on the day, um, I was just – I didn't get upset. I was like, okay, this has happened. Let's Sorry. just deal with it. And um, you're just in this brain fog for a long time. Mm. And 
Nath, where did you actually get airlifted to? Um, at first, I got um, airlifted, to, airlifted to Royal North Shore, and that's where I had um, my surgery. And mm-hmm. I had to put um, pins in my spine and plates to secure the break. And um, yeah, and that's where I sort of spent was it a week? Uh, a, week. a week there before getting transferred to um, Prince of Wales. Yeah, and Kate, had you made the journey to go and find Nathan? Oh, um, yeah. So be with when, him? Yeah, so when I spoke to my brother, he said, Nate's getting airlifted somewhere we don't know where yet. So at that point I was like, okay, I'm going to go pack some bags and get ready to go. Um, and then as soon as, yeah, my brother told me that Nate was on his way to Sydney, I just jumped in the car and it's about a four-and-a-half-hour trip from home to Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by the time Nate was getting there, I was actually arriving at the same time. So worked out well yeah you did very well to get there at the same time Kate that's for sure hopefully no speeding oh, on your way who knows at this point honestly <laughs> probably got a pile yeah, of fine it's, <laughs> it's, it's all a bit of a blur Without a and Kate once you got there obviously we haven't actually said but you were pregnant during this time how many yeah. weeks pregnant or months pregnant oh, were you six to seven months what? Yeah, yeah some, some, something along those lines. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very pregnant. A decent, a decent chug. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't ideal. Um. But yeah. So yeah, I think it's about seven months. Yeah. And then, Kate, when you got to the hospital, did you get to see Nath before he went into surgery? Yes, I did. Um. So as soon as I got there, um, they were expecting me. Um. And. Yeah, they took me up to see Nathan before I went to surgery, but Nathan was intubated, so he had all the tubes down his throat. He was completely, like, in an induced coma, so there was nothing that, like, yeah, he didn't know what was there. He had no idea what was going on. Um, I saw him for, oh, would have been lucky to be a minute before they took him into surgery. What was that like for you, Kate? Oh, seeing him was probably the most confronting thing I've ever seen and hopefully we'll ever see again. It was... I, I knew it was going to be serious, but seeing Nathan that state was absolutely gut-wrenching. That was the first time I got upset um, because it, I, it was. It was, yeah, dire. Yeah, and probably the first point where you actually process that maybe this isn't, yeah. this is quite serious. It's it is so confronting seeing someone you care so much about in a seriously vulnerable state. And Nath, all of this is going to be such a blur for you because you obviously were sedated and preparing for surgery. But Kate, speaking from my experience, that is a image and a vision that you're always going to hold really close to you and probably never be able to get out of your mind for a little while. Yeah, without a doubt. It's stuck in my head forever and when we do have bad days, um, I, I kind of wish Nate could have seen himself in that position um, because of how yeah. extreme it was and the amount of uh, people and doctors and surgeons and everything that were just running around like, yeah, like mad things. I wish Nate could see that so he could see how far he's come. Yeah, and Nath, you have come so far from being in that moment to where you are now. But Nath, can you share with us a little bit the point where I guess things sort of sunk 
into you or when you first woke up, what what it was like. And I'm sure this is such a such a tough thing to still speak about and you're doing such an incredible job. Yeah, no, like it's obviously when I was I was sedated for you know, nearly it would have been close to two weeks post surgery. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a bit a bit longer, just um, obviously let the swelling and everything because obviously having neck surgery you can't move so sedation was obviously quite heavy so I was like because I can I can still move my head my neck area so um but the coming out of it it was you know I didn't know what to expect I didn't know what happened so it was only sort of once I started coming off the sedation and um then realizing like I couldn't just sit up I couldn't I couldn't uh, push, push my arm down to roll over and, and those sorts of things. And because um, I was intubated, I couldn't talk. Um, so my, I couldn't yeah. even let the frustration out. And I, I couldn't voice my frustrations. Um, so mm. pretty much um, I, I, was, I was gutted, obviously, but I couldn't express it. Mm. Um, you know, which was tough. It's tough going, and and everything. All my communication comes through um, lip reading, and it was frustrating for me, and it was frustrating for everyone involved. And um, I couldn't really tell anyone what I was thinking because obviously lip reading was isn't anyone's forte at the best of times. Let alone when I've got a tube down my throat as well. So, um, so yeah. the injury um, it took everything from me. Basically, um, I, I can't breathe by myself, so I'm um, fully ventilated uh, with a trachea in my neck, and um, yeah, so I had to learn how to talk again. I had to learn how to breathe again. Um, um, I had to learn how to eat again. Um, so basically, it was back to back to square one, and you know, it's it, it, yeah, it was it was hard to stomach, and the question, you know, even to this day, I still ask the question why, and why me, and, and all that sort of mm. thing. Um, you know, you, you can it can get caught up in your in your mind, and it's such a mental game. Like, you know, it's um, even at, at times now, like I still get tired talking, and it's you know, it's nearly nearly seven months post and things like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's very challenging. Um, obviously, because I I do need twenty four seven care. Um, like I need someone to feed me and um, share. I mean that sort of thing. And it just takes the hardest thing is like you got no dignity. Um, this this injury. When I say it takes everything, it it takes everything from you, and you got then try and build yourself up from from scratch and. Um, uh, to try and process that, um, yeah, it's very difficult. Um, but the only thing like that has saved me is um, uh, my wife and my two boys. Um, I've got to take myself out of the equation, or um, which is what I found anyway. Like everyone is different, but um, I've taken myself out of the equation and not made it about myself. Um, because I know I've still got two beautiful boys that need me, um, and a, and a wife that you know loves me, and I, I'm so grateful for that because um, that's the only thing that 
this injury hasn't taken from me. You good? Nath, you're absolutely phenomenal. And it's, it is such a contrast to, you know, your life. You, you've been so active and you've never been put into a situation like this before and I just can't even imagine how huge the change has been and one thing when listening to you speak is just how courageous and resilient you are because lots of people who go through something tough and boy you've been through a bloody tough time would throw the towel in from day one and you have done the complete opposite and it is so extremely selfless of you to even take yourself out of the picture and think about your boys and think about Kate because that takes guts and boy oh boy do you have some some guts because it's it's not easy and I think Australia listening and hearing to your story we can we can tell that straight away there is no question about how strong and courageous you are because you're inspiring and I think you need to be so proud of yourself that you telling your story and just sharing how being positive and having this mindset that you do, it gives hope to people out there that are in a similar position or anyone going through a tough time that you really, you can still find a positive and get through it. And you're still you're still navigating all of this, Nath, but you're doing it you guys are doing such a great job and Kate did the doctors tell you I guess when Nath was coming out of his coma what the severity of his injury was because obviously Nath you were out of it for 16 minutes I think it was that's a long time for oxygen to not reach the brain and were they worried about any brain damage or anything like that because I remember for my sister I didn't know if she was going to wake up Kate and even know who I was yeah. and that was probably the most frightening thing for me. Without a doubt, that was um, my biggest fear. Um, obviously, honestly, this injury that Nathan has sustained has been his biggest nightmare. He's always said that to me, like, this is his nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, one once I started speaking to the surgeons, everyone was just... Um, expecting obviously Nathan to have severe brain damage and cognitively he just wasn't going to be there that's I got told that for days um, days on days that just to prepare myself for the worst because Nath wasn't going to be Nath when he woke up and um, that was my biggest fear Um, not having Nath cognitively would have changed absolutely everything Um, so yeah once I realized that he was okay and an absolute miracle because the fact that he yeah lost oxygen for 16 minutes and has no brain damage is an absolute yeah miracle and I'm so thankful and it makes me really emotional right now and I told you that I probably would get emotional oh, we because have been so it, fine. you're fine <laughs> the feeling that you the feeling that you just described, Kate, of just knowing that he knew who you were and oh. knowing that cognitively he was there. My, when my sister was extubated and the breathing tube was r- removed and she just looked at me and just like 
smiled and knew who I was straight away without she couldn't speak at this point but I just knew that she knew me through the eye contact that she it's in the eyes it's so hard to explain (laughs) it's in the eyes even with the breathing tube in she like and Nath you probably remember these like the breathing tube is awful it's and it's absolutely awful to see as a family member of someone that you love with it because you can still communicate with it in and it's really hard to watch because you don't want it in there no one wants a breathing tube in um but to just see her after everything that she had been through recognize me and it was just in a time of shit it was the most special thing to know that I hadn't lost my sister it didn't matter about the severity of anything else it was that she still was there and still loved me you're spot on with everything you've said absolutely um it just it provides hope doesn't it like um yeah yeah just instantly there's hope and that's all we need nothing else matters no because Nath you you're still Nath exactly and that's what people love about you exactly yeah um (laughs) but we'll try and pull back the emotion a little bit because I told you that it would set me off (laughs) but then obviously Kate you were seven months pregnant and I have no doubt that for that whole time that Nath was you know you're going through everything with Nath you didn't even think about yourself once and didn't even let the thought of having a baby come into your mind oh god no at what point at what point did you go okay there's actually a baby growing in me what am I gonna do it was at the point where Nathan's nurses had to intervene because they were like this baby is coming um because in my mind everything was about Nathan Nathan, 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 and I was getting bigger and you could see everyone was getting a little bit nervous. And they're like, so what did you plan for the birth? And I was like, well, nothing. Like, what am I going to plan? Like, so it's at that point. here. Honestly, so we joke about this and um, the nurses will laugh if they listen to this, but there's a red chair in Nathan's room and it reclines. And I was like, I am happy to give birth on this red chair in Nathan's ICU room. Like, um, he's going to be here for the birth whether it's an ICU or whether it's somewhere else, like Nathan's going to be here. And um, it's then, okay, if this is her plan to birth in a red chair, we need to intervene. And um, that's when, yeah, Nathan's incredible team, um, yeah, tied in with Royal Women's Hospital and worked their their magic. Yeah, and Nath, had you thought about Kate being pregnant and, you know, did it ever cross your mind that potentially you weren't going to be there? Well, it's funny because... All Kate ever done through the whole injury was worried about me, and all I ever done was worry about her. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah uh, that was my my constant thing. But again, because I was so out of it and in the early stages, and because I couldn't talk and I couldn't express exactly like how important mm-hmm. it was, um, and neither did I. And, and it took like the nurses to get involved with it because like we're a fairly laid back couple, and um, like I said earlier in the stage that like we just take everything in our stride and we just run with it sort of thing and you know wherever the wind sort of takes mm-hmm. us we go and um but going through this um yeah like i was worried like obviously in the extreme circumstances 
you know, if I if I missed the birth, yeah, I, I would have been devastated. Um, but yeah. at the same time, I would have understood, um, you know, given that you know where I at what at that stage where I was in my recovery. Um, but yeah. I was just doing everything that I could um, behind the scenes to to get there. So I was, you know, trying to spend more time speaking, like. Because when I've got a trackie, there's a balloon in my in my neck. So if the cuff is up, then mm-hmm. I I can't um I can't talk because there's no air that goes over your vocal cords. And at that stage, I wasn't um in terms fit enough uh, to talk uh, for very long. Um, mm-hmm. And that was that was like a bit of a high risk. Like I, I was a, I was a high risk leaving the ward at that stage as a patient. Um, and yeah, so I was, I was yeah, nervous and uh, worried that I wasn't going to be able to make it to the birth, or however the birth mm-hmm. was going to come. So if it was up to Kate, I would have never missed it because it would have been in the room with me. So, but um, <laughs> yeah, Kate, uh, as we're talking about this, Kate yeah. brings the chair that yeah. she's talking about back in <laughs> the camera. Yeah, so. Well, at least it was red. Yeah. It would have blend, It would have blended in with the <laughs> Not wrong. Um, yeah, so it was only, um, yeah, so finally yeah. got across to the nurses and um, how important it was for me to be there. And, and my speech pathologist, um, Penny, she was fantastic and um, she was working, um, you know, every day with me and working on how to, how to get me there and um, work with my voice mm-hmm. down and, do sprints on and off. So anyway, I've got to a stage where um, I could, um, you know, have my cuff down and talk um, for a few hours. And um, it, it turns out it worked out well because the birth only sort of lasted for five minutes. So yeah, it was great in terms of active labour. So, you know, yeah, That's very selfless well. of you, Kate. Good job. Yeah, um, <laughs> The feeling of um, knowing that I was going to get to the birth was um, it was it was overwhelming because like um, it mm. was obviously everyone wants to to be there for their for their child's birth and you know I would have literally given everything to be there so I'm just like like when I when I knew I could do time off the vent and I knew I could support Kate and I was stable enough to leave the ward um yeah I was I was over the moon I was yeah and I just knew that my hard work had paid off and the result was I got to be there with Kate and um support Mm. her as much as I could um yeah for the birth of Angus It's time to interrupt this episode and share a little bit more about our sponsors today, Ergo Pouch. Ergo Pouch has just launched their fresh spring summer collection in a range of new and exciting prints, designed and curated exclusively in-house in Melbourne, Australia. Ergo Pouch are peeking into the garden and celebrating the creatures you'll find hidden beneath the blooms and trees. Inspired by cute critters and humming bees, this collection takes reference from deep within the garden beds. Led by a scrumptious natural colour palette of warm ivory and golden honey, contrasted with powder blue, butter, crisp green, punch orange, blossom pink and rich earthy tones. Point out and discuss your mini's favourite critter, butterfly, flower or buzzing bee as part of your nighttime ritual. 
Then settle in for spring-summer season with a party in the garden and a restful night's sleep in award-winning TOG-rated sleepwear. All right, now it's time to get back into the show. Yeah, and I'm sure for you, Nath, it was sort of a bit of your motivation to stick to your rehab. And Yeah, it was because it, it's not easy, you know, like you know, if you can picture yourself trying to breathe through a straw, you know, for a, even even a minute, it's hard enough. But that's pretty much what I was, what I'm doing. So, um, uh, and to get up to, a, you know, a couple of hours to, to be there and talk and, um, yeah, to actually um, voice my emotions on that day was very special. Yeah. And I'm sure, Nath, you know, being there was something that you wanted to do, but also with that came lots of different emotions as well, comparing, you know, Kate's previous pregnancy, labour and birth and how hands-on you would have been during that time to now be going there and being a bit of a contrast. I'm sure that it came with so many highs but also some lows too. Yeah, well, I think the video... That uh, story on current affair. I mean, I think that showed e- exactly that. Um, it was mm. a bittersweet moment. Um, obviously, everyone in a normal situation gets to gets to hold their baby for the first time, and um, whether it's your first or second or fifth child, it doesn't matter. It's always special, mm. and um, it's something that yeah. I didn't get to do or experience. Um, which was tough, you know. That's that's the hardest part about this yeah. this whole thing, really. Is is my boys and my wife is not being able to um to hold them and um, cuddle them, or you know, if, if, if Kate's feeling down, I can't get, you know, cuddle her, or if the boys hurt themselves or feeling sick, I can't cuddle them, and you know, which is what you know any any parent wants to do is to be there and to be that source of mm. comfort. Um, where I've lost that uh, that ability to do, um, so I've had to try and be there emotionally. So I think that's the driving, like I, like I said earlier, like it's yeah. it's the driving force behind my mindset is because it's the people that I have that inspire me. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. No. Take your time. Yeah, it's the people that yeah, that have her in that inspire me. Like my wife inspires me. Um like she's a rock of our family and um, you know, that boys Obviously, are as well, but um, yeah, without the support like, of my wife and, and my family, um, you know, it'd be, be a lot tougher. Um, so, in it's it's ironic, really, because they think that I'm the inspiration, but I I find them the inspiration, um, which is mm. my wife is incredible. And, what she's endured um, through being pregnant because pregnant isn't an easy task 
at the best of times, let alone through a time like this. And um, mm. and my boys, like, they don't know the difference. Like they're at, they're at an age where, you know, this is normal for them. And you know, I'm so, I guess we're blessed in a way that it it has happened with at at, at this age because I think it'd be a lot harder for them to understand and comprehend if they were older and knew what was sort of going on. Um, but yeah, like every time I see Harry, he's always you know saying dad, dad. So you know, to me that's that's everything. Like you know, it's everyone says the little things in life are the things that matter, and to me that the little things are my life uh, because I can't enjoy it like a normal person anymore. Um, and uh, a, a fellow called Perry Cross has really something he's just said to me has really stuck with me. Um, so he's got the, the Perry Cross Foundation, which is spinal cord research as well, and he's a C2 quadriplegic, and I find him so inspiring, inspirational. Sorry, um, he just said to me, mate, like it's tough, and you're going to have bad days, but he said the best thing that you can do is focus on the things that you can do, and forget about the things that you can't do, and that really hit home. Um, so I just focus on the things I can do for my boys and the things I can do for my wife, and and that and that is, um, you know, be strong and be be there for them emotionally and try and guide them and help them as much as I can and keep my personal and just try and be me because I know if I'm not me, they're not them, and if I I, I don't want to see them upset, and um, as long as we're we're together and um, we're happy. So it's been it's been um, a lot of emotions mixed in and um, yeah, trying to just trying to get my head around it, head around it all and to go through the things that I've been through. Um, I wouldn't be here as strong if I didn't have um, my wife and my two boys and. Um, and our family's been fantastic. Like Kate's family's been remarkable. My family's been remarkable. Um, you know, it's my little brother Perry. He comes down as much as he can. He's in Newcastle, and like he's been him and his partner Alyssa. They've been absolutely fantastic. So um, they're supporting it, and it means the absolute absolute world to not only me but to Kate. And it takes a lot of it's just gives Kate a bit of time away. Like as I am um, as much as I want Kate to be here with the kids. I don't. I, I hate bringing my kids to the fan, to the hospital. Like it's it shouldn't be a normal thing for a two-year-old uh, or a toddler to to come and see dad at hospital. Like, a, like I hate that. Um, so I, I try and um, you're right. Yeah, sorry. I try and get them um, away, just to clear, just to get that clear space, and you know, go and enjoy um, going back to the farm and you know, seeing the animals and just living like that normal sort of life for a little little bit. Um, I think that is really important. So. Yeah. And Nathan, I know I've said it, but you're doing such an incredible job and that probably doesn't mean too much to you because I can tell that you're a very strong-minded 
you have very high expectations on yourself to be this type of person and you mentioned the comfort thing and I think Kate and your two boys they have so much comfort in you being here today exactly it doesn't it doesn't matter about the other physical touch that you're talking about they have so much comfort that you're still Nath and that you're able to still physically be with them yeah you're so right in saying that Monique like when Nathan worries that he can't cuddle us or comfort us I'm like but Nathan you're here we can cuddle you and although that is not enough to Nathan it's enough to me Mm. and boys and God I'm just so grateful to have him here so yeah, yeah, got to keep it in perspective. And, yeah, and Nath, you're seven months exactly. post the incident and you spoke about only a few months ago being able to not even put a sentence together and you literally just spoke for ten minutes nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> let's put <laughs> – you are doing incredible things and – brains and the nervous system they take so long to heal and you're going to recover even more than you already you already are and I think you need to you need to watch this video afterwards and look at yourself and see how bloody strong and good you are doing because there's still some tough days ahead but Nath you're making progress and it's probably for you it's hard to see that but for many people around you we can see it and this is the first time I've physically spoken to you on a camera but even I can tell how great you're doing without a doubt yeah, no, I think he's just um I've never been one to I suppose self-reflect I, I suppose like I've always just got in and got the job done and you know next next next, yeah, next project or yeah. next sort yeah. of thing like that's just me like you know, you know I've never been that okay well, in my opinion, anyway, I've never been an arrogant person, <laughs> and I hate talking about myself. And um, yeah. like, if, I, if someone else thinks I do a good job, I just think I've done the job. Like I never sit there and I've done a great job, sort of thing. Like it's sort of mm. that's not me. Like, You're very humble. Yeah, it's just not who I am. So, um, and that even went through my my whole playing career before this accident. Like it was, yeah. Like I'd talk to people out in the in the in the community and, that, and um, they wouldn't even know then they'd be um, into me about why didn't you tell me you did this why didn't you know I did that and I was like it's well, mm. not necessary like and they think that that's so um, it's um, well like, I hope well, that you listen to me and and reflect <laughs> and look because I don't think you're going to be listening to Kate so this is me yeah. telling you to reflect <laughs> and look at yourself Honestly, Monique, that's why I had the biggest smile on my face before with everything you were saying because it's so accurate. But I think when I say it, it's just like water off a duck's back. So I'm really hoping that, yeah, he's listened to you and takes a little bit of it on board because you were so accurate with every word. Well, Nath, I'll keep sending you reminders. Don't worry. (laughs) And I hope that you actually listen and maybe reflect on it and say, boy, I actually did just speak for... 10, 15 minutes non-stop, yeah. look, that is amazing because I was just sitting there blown away. I really was and Kate is and I hope that you are soon. Yeah, uh, out of this whole thing, um, you know, the whole the story and everything, like we want to sell the story 
as like a, as a mental strength um, and that yeah. people can come overcome adversity in their lives and people that think they're in a tough position like a breakup or something so so minor at the time I think they're so major to put that in perspective of things that you know life life is tough um, mm. but it's just because if you've been dealt a shit car doesn't mean you haven't got a good hand if that makes sense mm. you know like you, the, yeah. if you play your cards right and you do like if you can't overcome it um, through your mental battles like there's still a life there for me to live um, I've got so much to look forward to um, you know I've got two beautiful boys beautiful wife and you know I I'm blessed that I can still sit in a, in a room with them and help them with their homework. I can see them grow into strong, resilient men. And um, to me, that's everything. So, you know, I've lost everything, but I know that I've still got that. Um, that's all I need um, to get me through. And you have such an incredible mindset because I already said that not many people would have this mindset so early on like really you are still early on in your recovery Nath like you're still at hospital and the best is yet to come you know you're going to transition home and this like there's so much to look forward to and I know that's hard to see probably now but you have an incredible team and incredible family and like Kate you've been such a great support and you know Nath you're just you're such a good team yeah. yeah, we're lucky. Um, well, I'm Sorry, Angus is really trying to join in on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, see, he's saying, Dad, you're the best. I love you. <laughs> no, we're lucky to have each other. Um, we've always um, we've always had a very strong relationship and um, we've had um, a good foundation. Like, we've always... Had each other's back, and we, you know, we truly believe in one another, and I think that's really helped. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Kate, can you quickly share with us a little bit about the day you went into labour, and I guess what it was like, Nath being there for you? Yeah. Um. So, so every evening I'd come over and spend the evenings with Nath as well. Um. And the night before I went into labour. I was just saying to Nath, I think something's going on. Like, it's just something's happening. And Nath's like, well, just like see, see what happens. Like, call me, let me know how you're feeling. Because with Harry's labour, and I think it's common with first labours and first births, from the first second it was so intense and so painful. I, there was no question if I was in labour with Harry. Um, but with Angus, I was just like, God, something's happening. I just don't know. Like I just had some really, really minor pains in my stomach. And so I went home, slept all night, would wake up not even regularly, just like once every four hours or so and be like, hmm, there's a twinge. Um, and then I came in and it was like 9 o'clock the next morning and I saw Nath and we, I went to the post office, got Nath coffees, came into the hospital and then my mum was with me and mum spoke to one of the nurses. She's like, can you just chat to Kate? I think something more is happening than she's letting on. And so they called the midwife over um, from Prince of, um, from Royal, Royal, Women's. Royal Women's and yeah, my amazing midwife, Sam, um, she checked me and I was five centimetres dilated. And I was like, oh, goodness. Like I genuinely had no idea I was in labour. Like 
None. Like I thought it would have been like the early labour stages um, and then from there it really escalated. Everything went, yeah, yeah, very fast. So you didn't really give anyone a lot of time to coordinate everything? Well, we were lucky that, one, it was in office hours, so that was very, yeah, yeah. considerate of me. Um, and the both of our, like Nate's team and Sam and her team, they had so much in place that as soon as we gave them the go-ahead, everyone, everyone knew. This was go time and I'm so yeah. lucky that I'm actually speaking with your amazing midwife, Sam, tomorrow about everything because for me so as a midwife, I I just think it would be such a special and incredible time for her and her team and I can't wait to hear her side of it and for you guys to listen to her side of it and actually both yeah. reflect on how amazing you were as we're going to keep going back to to the reflection, Nate, wink, yeah. wink. Um, and then obviously things progress quite quickly, Kate. Yep. Nate, yeah. for you, yeah, sorry, you go. No, I had nothing. You go. <laughs> um, Nate, how excited were you to be in that birth suite? And Kate, how much did it mean that Nate was there? Yeah, no, when, um, when I realised, well, when we both realised that, um, Kate was five centimetres dilated. I was like, here we go, We're, it's go time sort of thing. So, yeah, I was, I was pumped, you know. I, I was pumped because I knew I could go. Um, that was a major thing. I was already stoked that I knew I could do it. Um, but when it was go time, it was, yeah, I was just, I was excited. And, yeah, um, I remember I remember Kate came home and gave a big kiss and said, all right, let's go have a baby. So... Anyway, so off she went and she was getting prepped and then all the nurses were getting like all my stuff ready um, for me to get going. So I think I um, got into the room about 12, a bit after 12. Um, and then, yeah, we're in the room and um, Kate was sort of like in like the early stages of labour. And then, um, yeah, sort of got the bed in position and that was all fine. And then... Um, yeah, one thirty, one thirty-five, rolled around, and he was Angus was yeah, yeah. <laughs> not much wiggle room there. No, we cut it a bit fine. <laughs> and Kate, how was Nath as your support for the birth? Because there is a video that shows such. It's so beautiful, and Nath, you're just offering words of encouragement, and honestly, it just it's so amazing how. What role did Nath play on the day for you, Kate? Well, he was just my husband, wasn't he? Um, yeah. He was just standard husband, standard support. Like he was just, it meant the world to me. Like you don't, I don't think you should be as grateful and as appreciative as I was having him there. Um, obviously in a normal situation, it's just an expectation that your husband's going to be beside you. But uh, I was yeah, flooding with gratitude. Yeah. Um, and he did everything that he, he needed to. He told me to keep it together. And Nathan's obviously always the logical <laughs> one. So <laughs> he told me what I needed to do. And, yeah, I'll always be so appreciative of him and, yeah, being able to be there for it. Well, he's practically a midwife, seeing he can um, he delivered Harry the first time. So he was. <laughs> you, you have to take his words on board. Um, and actually, in but, saying that, we had all our midwife appointments in his ICU room as well. So he basically is a qualified midwife now. 
<laughs> he knew the lingo. There you go, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> next role. Um, and Kate, had you accepted that you were having a baby at this point? Yes, I think by this stage. <laughs> I know it took me a bit, but um, at this stage, yes. But then I was like, oh, my goodness, like it can't be progressing this quickly. Um, like I can just remember mm-hmm. saying to Sam, I was like, oh, I just cannot bring myself to hop on that bed. She's like, you don't need to. And she's like, you're going to have him down here. And I was like, have it. I'm having him. Yes, I'm having him and it's happening really quickly. And then when it got really painful, I was like, okay, Sam, because my labor plan was, uh, my birthing plan was, okay, I'm having an epidural. Nathan and I are going to be beside each other in each other's beds. We're going to have tea and biscuits and it's just going to be so relaxing and a really nice, yeah. Um, yeah, long, slow, relaxing labor. Anyway, that didn't happen. And so when it was getting really serious, I was like, okay, Sam, I was like, I'm ready for drugs. I'm ready for the epidural. And she's like, mate, I can't get you an epidural. All I can give you is your baby. He's about a couple of minutes away. And I was like, really? Just because complete thought and cheese to Harry because Harry was just, I think I was in labor for 36 hours or something stupid. Mm. So um, I just didn't expect it to go so quickly. Well, but I'm very grateful. And it, it's, <laughs> Absolutely amazing. And Nath, can you remember the moment where Angus was born? Yeah, basically, Kate says, I can't do this anymore. And I said to her, Darling, you haven't got a choice. I said, Because um, if you look down, he's, he's pretty much here. And then um, when he when he come out and um, yeah, Sam put him on um, Kate's chest, it was, yeah, it was. The emotional roller coaster began, sort of thing. So, no, it was mm. it was beautiful there. Like, birth is like, I, I don't know. I, I can't. Obviously, I've never given birth, but um, I think for in birth, it's women's um, worst nightmare because they're their most vulnerable point in their life, aren't they? Like, it's, mm. you know, once you give birth, everything's out on the table. Um, but for us, as like. As a father and a second-time father, um, it's everything. Like it's such a special moment for us, and um, it wasn't any different between um, Harry and Angus in terms of the emotions. Like um, it was just so special, and it's you know it's a baby boy, and wouldn't imagine you know it's it's just yeah, it's everything you've been waiting for for nine months and talking about and you know the build-up to it and everything. So all the obviously our build-up was very unique. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, to see, to see Angus on uh, Kate's chest was just so special. I can't even imagine. I didn't even have to take my body off. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> oh, as us midwives say, Nath, which you'll learn soon, is you can – seeing your part-time midwife yeah. now um, you can actually co-host this podcast if you wish because you'll, be up to, you'll be up to speaking for an hour long by yourself in no time um what us midwives say is that you can never trust a multi and a multi is someone that's given birth before because things can go from zero to a hundred really quick and yeah. often they catch you women catch you off guard which I think you did Everyone, Kate, you even caught yourself off guard. I want to say, because, and also, because I told everyone I was going 10 days overdue. 
I was like, don't expect it anytime soon. It definitely won't be on time. We're going over. Yeah, we even had a we even had a whiteboard on the board, people guessing the dates. And everyone guessed about two weeks overdue because I was just mentally like not prepared to have this not, child. Yeah. Beautiful little boy. And um, but yeah, so he surprised all of us. So because I think I went, yeah, what forty yeah. plus one? Well, I think it was like yeah. the day after. Yeah, yeah something. Very yeah. Big surprise. And Big surprise, and he's very happy chirping in the background about how great he was and what a great job he did. Um, I love it. And Nath, can you explain the moment when he was placed on your chest and where you got to feel him for the first time? Um, yeah, it was very obviously it was special, and it, it was surreal because it was so much build up to this moment that I, I nearly feel like it was sort of like yeah it was so surreal and um, like emotional and you know obviously um, yeah the all I wanted to do was just hold him um, and it was like straight away I was I remember saying, where is he, where is he? So I was getting a bit impatient to um, sort of seeing him. But mm. the, whole, the whole thing of not being able to hold him was obviously playing on my mind as well. So, um, yeah, yeah but when he was on my on my chest, I got to give him a kiss and all that. And then he had some skin-on-skin skin time. Like, it was so special. And, um, again, like, it was, it was the same feeling as Harry but different. Um you know, like it's, it was still, um, yeah, very emotional. I'll put it that way. Like I, I remember um, when they first brought him over, like that was pretty much it. I was in tears and it was, that was good tears. Like they were, they were happy tears. Um, mm. Yeah, because I got, you know, uh, with Kate done so well and um, everything that we've done to get to this stage and then what everyone else has done for us. Um, like the midwives and like the ICU team, like they were absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, it was just like it was like the grand finale, like, and you just you've won it, mm. sort of. So it was, yeah, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, and it was probably so much more than just the birth, it was just a collection of everything that, like you said, had gone together for that moment to be possible, and how yeah. special and magical that was Kate do you do you remember that moment really vividly um yes and no I do <laughs> the only reason why because I think I was getting I'm not sure if this is too much information um I was getting stitched up so I was um in a yeah. world of pain of my own so Nathan was having his beautiful moment to the side um and <laughs> I was yeah not <laughs> No tea and bickies, unfortunately. No tea and bickies. But, um, no, I can just – I was just so proud. I can remember after it and we finally got to actually, the three of us, be together. Um, just, like, looking across with Tanae and just – your heart just wants to pop, doesn't it? It's just – yeah, so much happiness and so much emotion and so much relief that we pulled it off. Like Nath being there, the labour going well, 
um, yeah, it was a flood of emotions. I don't think there was a dry eye in the room, um, but just the gratitude and the appreciation and the happiness of just having Nath there and having yeah. a little boy was overwhelming. Yeah, and probably one of the first times in a while where you truly both were just so happy and in this love bubble, I'm sure it just meant the absolute world to you both. Without a doubt. We just kept on looking at each other and we're like, what's just happened? This is amazing. What's just happened? Because it was so fast. It just wasn't it. We just yeah. we were well, in shock. Well, it was like a surprise pregnancy because, Kate, you never <laughs> accepted it until that moment. So <laughs> I'm sure that you were in shock. Um, but I'm so glad that you got to be there, Nathan, just that everything went so well. You were both so selfless, Kate, just nailing the labour and birth and little Angus cooperating too. But Nath, you played your role, more importantly, probably better than anyone. So it's a massive testament to the both of you and it's just so such a beautiful story. And I'm so excited to speak with Sam to hear a bit more about how the hospitals and medical teams collaborated to pull this off. Um, but we're nearly at the end of the episode and Nath, uh, what does the future and Kate, what does the future look like for you guys now in terms of your recovery, Nath? Um, so basically moving forward, um, there's a lot to look forward to. I've got some great support networks around, um, myself and like our family, like, um, mentioned Perry Cross earlier and making strides at the Gold Coast. Um, hopefully get up there at some stage um, next year uh, for it's a mm. uh, fantastic rehabilitation centre um, up there. So I'd love to go up there and meet the guys and um, and then yeah, so we've um, had to we've had to move from um, the farm um, and we bought like another we had no choice, we had to buy a little place on the edge of Young just um, and get that place renovated. So it was going through the whole renovation stage now, um, and then discharge um, in mid-December um, to get me home and um, yeah, start start living life and getting back into the community, like the, the whole community, like Burrowood mm. community, Gleninus and Tenerfield, and like all those communities have been so great to us and they've looked after us and we're, we're so grateful for those people and, um, uh, I was going to get back into into that and to uh, be involved and uh, try and give back to, uh, just a little bit for what they've um, given us. So it's, um, yeah, we're very blessed in terms of the people that we have around us and um, what we have to look forward to. And there is so much to look forward to. And this is, you know, the beginning of a new chapter. And, Kate, I'm sure that you just can't wait for Nath to be home for Christmas and, you know, really settle into, you know, this new life that you're going to create together. And it's yeah. exciting because you, you're, you're still here, Nath, and that is the most important thing. Oh, without a doubt. it is. I have no doubt in my mind that we are going to be happy. Like, it's very exciting. I've got Nate and we've got our boys. Their rest will just figure out. Yeah, for sure. And there's still some bumps in the road, but Nate, you're, I told you, you're co-hosting this podcast next year. So uh, if you've got any spare time, I'm more than happy to have you on. You can do the dad section and I'll do the mum section. Done. <laughs> but my last question to you both is just how proud of each other are you 
I can ne- I won't ever be able to put into words how proud I am of Nate. He is absolutely incredible and I wish I could bottle his mental strength um, and distribute it to the world because what he has achieved mentally and what he's overcome and how he supports us, goodness, like I cannot put into words yet how proud I am of him. He's absolutely incredible. Even then when you're saying you want to give back to the communities around yeah. you, I was just like, oh, my God. I know. Can you get any any better? Like, come on, just take the compliments from the communities, please. It's, uh, it's all about, um, you know, it's, I've, I've been a person that's always wanted to help other people out. Um, and if I, could, if I could ever help someone, I always would. And it, it doesn't matter whether you're rich, famous, poor or whatever. Like I'd, I'm the type of person that would give my shirt off the back my back if it meant that someone else is going to benefit and be happy sort of thing um and i don't know but i guess that's just the way i've been brought up um which is you know a testament to to my parents and um and my family and um but the, in terms of of kate um she has been the same thing like i'm nearly lost for words on how incredible she has and I'm so proud of her and, um, and I'm, I'm just I'm proud to call her my wife um, like you know there's and I've said it before and it sounds so corny and cliche and everything but um, there's a lot of heroes that wear many capes but um, in terms of my wife I, she wears them all um, she the way that she's adapted and overcome like oh, I know how Sorry, um, I know how tough it's been on her and um, the way that she's um, held herself together and how re- resilient that she's been. She's been for our family is um, remarkable. Like, I, yeah, I'm just I'm so proud and lucky to call her my wife. It's like wedding vows all over again, yeah, isn't well, it? <laughs> I think they'll be my way. I'll be the master of ceremonies. <laughs> Please. I'll be the master of ceremonies. Yeah, I now pronounce you husband and wife. <laughs> um, but I've said it many times throughout this episode, but I do have to say it again that you both are truly remarkable and I hope that you can see how strong and resilient and courageous you both are. You're playing many different roles and you're adapting to what 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 the world has dealt you and you've done such a great job and for me Nath I hope that you can once again reflect on yourself and see how strong you are despite probably not feeling it and you are going to be an inspiration to many people you already are and this is just the beginning of your journey it really is and you have so much to give because you're going to be you're going to be giving to everyone considering you just can't stop so um <laughs> you you're just going to do such a phenomenal job and I wish you all the best with your recovery and can't wait for you to co-host co-host Mitty next year <laughs> no worries. it means the world um, um yeah we didn't we never intended our story to to get so much traction but um, I'm glad that it's touched so many people um, because there is one thing that we know that, that no matter what, you can always be happy. Yeah, you truly can. And you call yourself lucky and your mindset is just amazing. So 
I have no doubts that you're going to keep overcoming this and you're really just, there's so much exciting things to come for you and your family. Without a doubt. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. Um, For everyone listening, there is a GoFundMe, yeah, GoFundMe link for Nathan and Kate to help with their transition back into adapting to the home. Um, so I will link that in all my things. And yeah, if you have any money to spare or anything to help this family keep moving forward with their life, I'm sure you guys would appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Thanks, Monique. Bye. Bye. See, See you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of MIDI. Your support means the absolute world to me. So if you loved this episode and want to stay up to date with the latest interviews and midwifery education, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For further information about this episode, please check the show notes below. If you wish to share your pregnancy and motherhood experience, you can get in touch with me by emailing hello at themidisociety.com.au and find us on Instagram at at themidisociety or at Monique underscore Maitland. I cannot wait for you to join me next week. I'll be talking all things flap chat. In the meantime, I hope you have an amazing week and remember you're doing the best you can. Oh,